Hi there, it's Claudio here. I'm one of the owners of and senior recruiters at Alex Young Recruitment. And welcome to the second episode of our facilities management podcast. I don't, we haven't given it a name yet actually, so we need to start thinking of a, of a name if we're gonna do this regularly. But the idea is that we invite uh, somebody from the FM industry on, uh, have a 10, 15 minute chat um, in order to hopefully, you know, hear their story and inspire other people in the industry. And today I am joined by uh, Mr. Netzer Jack. Welcome, Netzer. Hi, guys. Hi, Claudio. Um, Netzer is uh, very quickly is uh, a technical, currently technical manager at the uh, at the FA. So quite an exciting role, in-house position, um, and the FA obviously own Wembley Stadium. So, so Netzer, thanks for coming on. So, yes, we'll have a quick chat with you because interestingly, obviously during the lockdown, people have been on furlough, people have been made redundant, people have been, you know work is kind of really quite slowed down but for you it's kind of picked up hasn't it it has it yeah. certainly has and i would have thought that obviously with no football being on no kind of nfl no concerts and stadiums that it would have been a, a quiet quiet period but you know tell me what, what what have you been up to for for the last well it's four months now that we've been in in this situation. it certainly has well before i jump into that probably be good if I give an overview of what the technical role uh, involves and where I sit within the FA. Yeah, yeah, please do. So, you know, at least it will tell the story as I, as I go on. So I sit in the uh, operations team, FM, yeah. uh, for events and BAU, BAU being business as usual. And for the year leading up to March, I would say, 1st of March, for our first event for 2020, which was the Carabao Cup. And the only event we've had for the year was leading up to that, uh, for the first three months leading up to that event, we've been very busy with uh, projects, right. new projects for the stadium. So I would probably give you an overview. Three of those projects involved upgrading the field of play lighting to LED, which was yeah. one uh, to raise the level of the stadium in terms of its functionality, lighting yeah. displays and stuff like that, but also on the energy and sustainability side in terms of you know reducing carbon footprint, stuff like that. One of the other items we did was uh, during that lead up to the Carabao Cup was we upgraded the system, the public and voice announcement system to a more uh, up-to-date up system, similar to what Tottenham installed at their new stadium. Right, okay. Uh, the system we had was quite old, quite outdated. Uh, we couldn't do upgrades to it anymore. And I would say the next major project we did we replaced the pitch itself after, I would say, about 12 years of use. So we literally got rid of all the aggregate, all the dirt, laid brand new dirt. It was, it was like building a house. And really? The grounds team, yeah, the grounds team spent three months get reconstructing and, and, you know, new grass. A lot of people don't know that 10% of the actual pitch is 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 uh, artificial 
So oh, I, right, I had first hand on. That. I never knew that. Yeah, it's a real science behind it. And I saw firsthand seeing how that, how this is stitched. It's actually stitched into the pitch. Really? And then amongst that, the seeds are planted. Right. So okay. that was. So what's what's, what's was the idea? What's, what's the idea behind that then? Having sort of ten percent artificial. So this 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 also helps the. I, I'm not sure if you're aware, but when Wembley was open in 2007, there were major issues with uh, the pitch tearing. Uh, and having large uh, damage following uh, any event or following pitch being used for a football match. And this technology has been in use across Germany and Holland for some time, and it was brought to uh, Wembley, I would say, about two years after uh, opening. Right. And the whole aim of this stitching technology is to help bind the grow the grass that is grown with uh, this sort of um, artificial, what they call uh, like a G8 technology grass, artificial grass. This artificial grass is probably two inches, two to three inches long below the the, the actual pitch level. So hence the the process of stitching uh, or term stitching that is used. Wow. So how long does that? How long did it take helps. to? Um, how long did it take to replace the um, the pitch then? It took uh, the actual replacement, putting the removing the old dirt and putting the new dirt. That took about a month because there were loadings and yeah. loads and loads of trucks coming in with with aggregate. So yeah, it was a lot of removal and and new dirt coming in and stuff like that. So yeah. the whole process took about three months. Wow. So for the three major projects we had at Wembley during that time, then we had Caribou Cup. Following that, we were preparing for our busiest period, which was April into July. Yeah. If I give you a list of some of the events that we had planned, so we had uh, the, the playoff championship playoff to come into the Premier League. We had the women's FA Cup final, men's FA Cup final, all the lower league playoffs. Yeah. Uh, and most of all, the most important event we had planned for this summer was Euro 2020. Seven matches, including the final at Wembley Stadium. So we had quite an itinerary lined up, but the yeah, only yeah, event we were able to host due to COVID-19 was um, what you call it, the... Carabao Cup. Mm. But it didn't stop there because leading up to that, there was also a, a list, a large schedule of projects that had to take place before the Euros and also leading up to NFL. NFL usually takes place in September, October yeah. of every year uh, at Wembley. So some of those events, uh, some of those projects involve electrical resilience mm. to the feel of play lighting. So although we installed these new fancy LED singing and dancing lights, yeah. we had to add some form of resilience to that in the event that we lose electrical supplies. Although we mm. have quite good redundancy at the stadium, we wanted to ha- mitigate that and ensure we had a closed loop system. Yeah. So that project had to be done 
we're also demolishing the ramp, that famous ramp in front of Wembley that's coming down. Why is and that? To help, to help address that, we're installing two new lifts in front of the stadium. So, although... So why are the they getting stadium, that, that, uh, that ramp? Yeah, they're, they're putting uh, some steps and a, 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 a lot more mo modern design. It's part of the whole gentrification exercise right. that's okay. taking place around Wembley. I'm not sure when last year went on to Wembley, but you probably won't recognize the area. It's, it's totally different. No, it's been a while, to be fair. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, exactly. So just going back to the, uh, the lighting project that you've been up to, you say it's all this new fancy... Uh, lighting. What's what's good about this lighting? That has it never been replaced since kind of it opened in two thousand seven? So, is it the first time it's been upgraded? It's the first time. So at the time when the stadium was designed, a lot of people, you you think of all right, stadium completed in two thousand seven. Mm. The actual design for the stadium took place around nineteen ninety eight, ninety nine. Yeah. So all the items and all the the, 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 the materials that they would have procured right. between 98 and 2002. Right, okay, yeah. When it's, it's built in 2007, by the time it's built in 2007, all that stuff is outdated already. <laughs> and, and, and we live in a world now where, you know, upgrades and new technology is rapid. It's on a daily really basis. Really So, yeah. So, it also gave us the opportunity to help sell our venue for concerts and for big mm. events like the Euros where mm. we could have light shows because you have all these nice stadiums in Australia and yeah. across Europe with these nice light shows. Mm. I don't know if you remember the Olympics in, in, in Brazil in yeah. 2018. Yeah, I did. had these really nice light shows. Right, so okay. This gives, up, gives us the opportunity to compete when we bid for major events that right, we have okay. the technology to cope. So this was the right opportunity. But the COVID-19 gave us opportunities and it also gave us some risks to deal with. Mm. More opportunity towards more opportunity, especially on the project side. Yeah. And, um, you know, that, that allowed the FM team to be present, obviously working in line with the restrictions that we had. It gave us a lot of opportunity to utilize our teams, limit furlough, um, mm. and continue with these projects uh, and see them through. Obviously, now that the stadium is unutil not not being utilized, yeah. So yeah. It, it presented it presented quite a bit of opportunity for the FM team, mm. uh, and, and and also for us to look at you know what could we get done between this period and probably the end of the year when who knows the FA may decide or the government may allow us to mm. start having limited uh, occupancy for events at, 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 at Wembley. So yeah, this yeah. was a perfect was a, a perfect window. We'll never probably have this again, but yeah, it was well, a perfect hopefully, hopefully not. <laughs> To take the opportunity to do you know so yeah yeah absolutely yeah. so do you reckon i mean what, what are your thoughts do you think that um we might be seeing the nfl back in september october or is it going to be okay uh, so it, it, what's the word on the street because there's so much planning 
involved for these events, especially a month before, and the government has not yet given that green light for events yet, even limited events. Mm. Probably too late. NFL. The NFL is our biggest. When I'm all right, FA Cup is a big event, but when the NFL comes to Wembley, it's it's a, it's a overwhelming event. It's yeah, it requires massive, a lot. It's a very demanding stake uh, stakeholder and, and and event owner. Right. Okay. Uh, the preparation, so the setup is intense. So yeah, it's probably too late now, and we won't see NFL at Wembley this year. What we'll probably see. Are some autumn internationals, uh, England football team. We probably will see those, but at limited capacity at the stadium. I would say roughly about a third of the capacity. Wow, which is insane, bad, isn't it? Yeah, it shows. Well, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. We'll get to see forward. that. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what's kind of um, so obviously you've been busy with projects and you've been I guess you've been working from home and just managing it all remotely. Have you? How how's that been? Has that been easy or so, has it been challenging? It has been, actually it's been quite good because I, we were notified in uh, early April that we will be doing some furlough. So in April, I spent most of April, all of April working from home. Yeah. Uh, in May, I was furloughed in May and I came back off of uh, furlough in June. Cool. So back in June, coming back in June was a bit different where I was given some, you know, opportunity, some autonomy to say, all right, how do you see yourself working in the workplace now that, you know, we have the opportunity to relax some of the lockdown, but do you want to continue working from home? Do you want to, so I, you know, spent a few days thinking about it and say, you know, actually I quite enjoy the working from home. I get yeah. a lot done. It's quite, you know, I'm, I'm seeing a, a bit more, being more efficient, especially yeah. with the, the, the meeting technology, similar to what we're using now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but also, so what I do now, I go to the stadium twice a week. Mm -hmm. and I spend the rest of the week working from home. This will probably be the practice probably until I would say Christmas, mm. probably increase to three days a week. Yeah. Or probably increase as we see more staff come in and to the office and stuff like that. But what we're, what we find ourselves doing now is we're sort of working with the data we have in terms of looking at what departments are coming back. We're looking at what other uh, organizations are doing. Although we are stadium, we're still an office within the stadium. So we're looking at what other businesses are doing. We're looking at how, you know, other organizations are setting up for their yeah. staff to come back in. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a bit of uh, using some of the experience and that is out there to make some of these decisions because this is all new for everyone. Nobody oh, has the answer. Massively. No one has the answer. So, no, no, you know, it and is. it's also trusting there's also that trust element with the working from home that which is which our senior management has been very good with, you know, to allow us to work from home and have the ability to, you know, yeah. move our working space at home. 
yeah, yeah. Because, because I know for, for, for some people, working from home is not ideal. Uh, and also given the opportunity to reach out and address situations where people have personal issues, you know, being lonely or the mental health issue. I know, so yeah, massively. The support mechanisms are still in place. They're still there. So that's, that's, oh, that's really good. good. It's really important. That's good. So you've, um, so you, you've been busy doing all the projects. So you've, you've been able to get all the projects kind of done now. Um, yes. So moving, when they're all out of the way, moving forward, what do you see the challenges for you guys? Because if, if that's kind of the way I see it, is you've got the projects done, that's great. You're kind of going to be ahead of the game or ahead of your schedule. What's going to... What what does what challenges has COVID brought to you as a technical manager at at Wembley? What, what moving forward? Well, over the last two weeks, I think the biggest challenge has been put forward to us. Uh, as you're seeing across the nation, mm. there's a lot of redundancies taking yeah. place. Uh, the FA announced that um, last week it was public knowledge within the public domain that we would be making 124 staff redundant. Mm. And going forward, especially within the FM team and throughout the business, we set a four-year strategy. Yeah. And within that four-year strategy comes your budgets, comes your objectives, comes your yeah. plans going forward for each year. And there's a spend. There's a mm. team that needs to be involved. There's a certain level of resource that needs to be involved. It's literally and been just turned on its head now, hasn't it? Do you know what I mean? So if you have four-year planning, right? and I say your budget's being cut, maybe your yeah. team, I don't know, your specific team is being cut as well, but it's kind of, so I mean, so you've got to, re, I guess, re-plan the next four years. Is that what's going to happen? Well, the thing is, we have, we have had some of our... Not the, we've had a, a portion of our budgets cut, a portion of mm. of of a in in terms of of the the overall plan. Uh, the strategy is to stick to the plan, stick to the yeah. strategy in terms of the deliverables. But we have to achieve that with less resource. This is where the real challenge is going to come in. I wouldn't say much the budget because we were able to prioritize to say actually this is a nice to have. We have to do this. We can go forward doing this because we have the budget to do it, although your budget has been cut. But yeah. the real challenge now is do, delivering this with a limited resource mm. or not the resource that we are accustomed yeah. to having. Yeah. And yeah. that is where the real challenge is going to come. And that's, you know, is it's being it. able to work with and trying to fit this new model that, 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 that the organization is putting forward so yeah mate no i think it's going to be the same for so so many businesses you know it's kind of um but um but listen hopefully things will all get better and uh we can just kind of i'm optimistic i don't know about you i, I feel like the fm industry is um will should i feel like it should bounce back quite quickly fingers crossed it will uh, as people go yes, back to work and, will. and feel, feel obviously it will it has to follow suit as buildings start to operate and events start to happen, you know, FM gets busier, right? There's a great, there's a great deal of assets throughout that need uh, 
looking after. And I think yeah. the FM teams, the FM organization will be at the forefront. Mm. They have the opportunity now to be innovative yeah. and uh, put forward their agendas, mm. you know, in, yeah. in, in, in terms of how things can, you know, change in the workplace. Mm. How they're able to steer that and 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 you know Im- embed those changes. So it's a it's a very good uh, time for the FM industry now. Very yeah. very good time. Yeah yeah cool. Listen, Nets, it's been an absolute pleasure talking, mate. Appreciate your time. Sounds like you're, you're you're pretty rushed off your feet. So listen, we'll uh, we'll yeah. we'll leave it there. And uh, listen, thanks for your time. And um, we'll uh, we'll catch you up for a coffee soon, eh? Certainly. Take care, man. All the best. Take care.